With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Episode 71 of the Jacques Jacques Nicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network. Sean St. Jacques back here with you for another week of Nicks and NBA talk. A lot going on right now. By the way, just an early piece of housekeeping right now. I'm back in the tri-state area. I think a couple people were asking me about this. Last week, I've returned from my Florida escapades. I think a few people did reach out in the last week. Just wanted to clarify that for those that missed last, last week's show. I think this is now the second show I've had back in the tri-state area. And uh, again, anyone that reached out uh, with concerns or best wishes, really appreciate you guys keeping an eye out on me uh, during my travels in Florida. Everything went well. It was all for work. If you want to learn more about what I was doing, go on to my Twitter account at SJ7. It was a lot of play-by-play commentary on American soccer games. So let me know what you guys think about that if you if you care. And if you don't, it's not a, a not a big deal. So um let's dive in. We're gonna do Nick's draft on the show this week. As always, everyone's talking about the election right now, obviously. It's coming down to the wire there, obviously. We're not gonna talk about that on the show, obviously. It's a little Uh, political to say the least and it's a little on edge right now between a lot of supporters of the two different candidates so we're not touching on that uh, but we are going to touch on really the NBA's version of that if you will the NBA draft and we're definitely touching on that you guys it's been a hot button issue uh, definitely over the last couple of months we've been talking about it over and over and over again we got some news and notes uh, this week as well to be honest I was debating you know what to do first I go through this every week on the show. I mean, there's some there's some stuff on the coaching front. There's some stuff on the Knicks free agency front that we'll dive into as well. A few, uh, you know, things from the rumor mill, a few things from the Knicks reports and things like that. But we're going to, you know what, we're going to do the draft first. I feel like that's more of the priority. That's why you guys are here. A lot of you have reached out to me about the draft. Some, you know, again, most of it's been you guys criticizing my thoughts. And I had a few, you know, funny, uh, you know, tweets towards me, uh, guys that are listeners to the show, um, that got mixed in with the negativity. I apologize if you thought that I was, uh, reacting negatively to you guys last week. I was not, I was, I was really, I was re- thoroughly entertained by your guys' tweets, uh, to me last week. It was the tweets and the Facebook posts and the, the messages that I got criticizing things about Kira Lewis Jr. that I said that, that, and, and things about, you know, Killian Hayes and things like that. And I'm just clarifying that because again, you know, what I said was taken out of context. And for those that were joking around with me, you guys were clearly in on the joke. And I I love that kind of stuff. I love that kind of banter with you guys on social media. Keep that stuff coming. Let me know what you guys think. And to be honest, keep the criticism coming as well. But again, if you're going to call me out specifically, you got to have your ducks in a row. You know what I mean? I've got the recordings of these podcasts. I can go back. I can tell you what I said. And I, most of the time, I don't need to because I, I know what I think. Well, you know, I can stick to my guns. So it's one of those things where it's it just gets frustrating. And again, we talked about this on the show before. I'm not here to do that for another 10 minutes. 
but I just want to bury that before we really dive into the stuff that's that's important, which is the draft as far as the Knicks show here is concerned. At the moment, obviously, the Knicks have the eighth pick in the draft. I'm going to start by reiterating my position because I do have, to be honest, what's been great about the show over the last couple of weeks, some new listeners have been coming in. It's been great to see that. Um, and people, you know, that come in, you know, they don't always listen to the previous shows. So I just want to get this out of the way before we really dive into some of the newer developments. There's not a ton, but some of the newer stuff, some of the mock drafts and where the Knicks are positioned at the moment, where they could be positioned and, and mix that in where, with, where with, I think, uh, where I think they should be positioned that part of the equation as well. At the moment, the Knicks are at eight. Many have them taking one of three players. Tyrese Halliburton is in the mix. At eight, Devin Vassell from Florida State is in the mix as well. Isaac Okoro from Auburn is also in the mix. There's some mock drafts, by the way, where guys are really getting moved up and down the board. I've seen a mock draft where LaMelo Ball is as low as fourth to the Chicago Bulls. Onyeka Okongwu has leaped up on certain boards. So has Danny Evgia, the uh, Evdija, pardon me, from Israel, the Israeli forward. Anthony Edwards from Georgia has continued to be the first pick in the draft. It's being pretty consistent with that at the moment. Many people over the last couple of weeks have leaned to the first pick in the draft being obviously the Timberwolves pick. They would take Anthony Edwards in that situation. It's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. It seems to have stayed that way uh, for honestly, most of the last couple of months. There's been times obviously when LaMelo Ball has moved up in the draft. There have been times as well when we've seen James Wiseman move up in the draft and and as high as one in certain mock drafts as well. But for the most part, it has been Anthony Edwards. There's really not really no getting around that. The Georgia kid has been the number one pick in many people's eyes over the last couple of weeks, and rightfully so. I, I think that, you know, Knicks fans have not talked about him as much because he doesn't fit the position the Knicks need the most, which is the point guard position. And if the Knicks are trading up, they're not trading up to get Anthony Edwards. They're going to be trading up to get LaMelo Ball. I think that's pretty clear. Haven't seen many people. I, I think, honestly, Anthony Edwards might be the player I've been asked about the least from you guys over the last couple of weeks, really the last couple of months. No one's talked about him a lot on this show as far as you guys reaching out to me. Many of the Knicks fans I talk to, uh, many of the people I talk to that have some bearing with this, they really have not shown any interest in the Knicks taking Anthony Edwards. So it's 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 interesting because in my opinion what it, the thing I find interesting about that is the people at 8 when we're talking about the Knicks pick at 8. They're saying, well, you know, if this person and this person don't work out, let's take this person or the best person available, right? Well, don't you, don't you think that should apply to the top pick too if the Knicks trade up? Your argument, and I'm talking to the people at home that, that that sometimes criticize not only me, but other people that bring this up. If the Knicks can't get LaMelo Ball, well, then what are you going to do? You got to take the best player available. And no one has, you know, brought up Anthony Edwards in that conversation, maybe because everyone thinks it's it's a done deal now that he's going to the Timberwolves. It's not a done deal. I think that's the other thing people don't realize. Anthony Edwards, it, let's say for the sake of the argument, the Knicks trade up to three. And to be fair, this is not a situation we've discussed a lot on the show. If the Knicks traded up to three, let's say they, they that's the best they can do. And LaMelo Ball goes one or two. 
Anthony Edwards, there's still a chance he's on the board at three. Do the Knicks take him? It'd be hard not to take him. Even if you're talking about going up to number two in the draft and LaMelo Ball's picked first, then what do the Knicks do? You're stuck there now. You've made, you've done the risk, you've done your research, you went for it, but you didn't get him. Then what? And to be fair, this is honestly one of the low percentage things that could happen. I don't think, like if, if we're talking about the most likely things that happen to the Knicks on draft night, I don't think one of the options is, is likely Knicks trade up to two and don't get LaMelo Ball. I, I don't see that happening. I think, if the, I think the Knicks will trade up if they know they can get LaMelo Ball. And if they don't know for sure, I don't think they make the trade. I really don't. I think that's kind of where I'm at right now on this situation. I think if the Knicks know they can pull the trigger and get LaMelo Ball in this draft, and by the way, LaMelo Ball has fallen in some of these drafts because of his poor draft interviews, poor performances with, with NBA executives, not only uh, in interviews, but there's some there's a few little pitter-patters about his combine not being great. So it's one of those things where you go back and forth on the mental side of LaMelo Ball and his personality and things of that nature. And you wonder what team's going to take a risk on. Now, again, that could open the door for the Knicks to say, okay, maybe we only need to trade up to three or four. And then we get him. Maybe we don't give up as much. And I'll get to some of that in a little bit as well. But for now, again, if you want to make sure, I, I said this, I said, I said this, I think two months ago, you need one or you need two. You can't, risk going to three and giving up all that and then not getting LaMelo ball. You can't do it because again, even if Anthony Edwards were to fall to you at three, that's a great pickup, but you still don't have your point guard. And if we're talking at the end of the first round, the Knicks don't have a point guard. You've already, that's for me, even if you get Anthony Edwards, that's a huge, huge, huge defeat on draft night for the Knicks. It really is. It's, it's something the Knicks can't afford. You have to get out of that first round with a pick that's a point guard for the future and hopefully for the long-term future of the Knicks as well. Now, again, there's reports coming out about what the Knicks are going to do with the draft as far as trades. The Knicks are reluctant to discuss R.J. Barrett and Mitchell Robinson and potential trades according to Zach Lowe. It makes sense. It makes sense. Now, apparently, Ian Begley a couple weeks ago reported several people in touch with M- uh, with decision makers at MSG say they expect the Knicks will, of course, take a player's fit and impact on R.J. Baird into account when considering a potential move, quote-unquote. So that, that really hammers home the fact that the Knicks want to hold on to this young core. They want to hold on to R.J. Barrett and Mitchell Robinson. Now, again, there, are, there have been reports over the last couple of weeks that Kevin Knox could be involved with a deal potentially maybe to get Chris Paul from the Thunder. Those are options that are on the table to break up part of the core, but not the really, you know, the long-term core, right? That's where Knicks fans are going to be happy uh, as far as the the long-term standing of this team. They want to be able to know that these young guys are going to be a part of this, right? And they need to be, and they need to be. These are the guys for the future that are going to be the core and the and the cornerstones, hopefully with you know, let's say for the sake of the argument, the Knicks hit a home run on draft night, get LaMelo Ball, maybe get a Sadiq Bay in the late first round, then maybe get an Emmanuel quickly in the early second round. That is probably the best the Knicks can do on draft night. Something like that. Ball in the top eight, likely at one or two, maybe three at the worst, or three at the best for the Knicks. 
you take someone like a Sadiq Bey, or maybe that second point guard there could be a Jamius Ramsey, or maybe a Devon Dotson, someone like that. And then early second round, you're either best player available or another guard, maybe an Emmanuel quickly, someone like that. So that's in the realm of an A-plus draft for the New York Knicks. That's what the Knicks are looking at. And to be fair, I don't think I've stressed that enough on this show. The best possible options for the Knicks, it really comes down to that first pick. I mean, that's the, that's the whole issue with the Knicks' future. When we get to the draft, which I believe is still scheduled for November 18th, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, the date has changed a couple of times over the last couple of months, but I believe at the moment, the NBA draft, and I'll double check this, is still scheduled for November 18th. So at the moment, that's what's going to happen. It's going to be at the ESPN studios in Bristol, Connecticut. Um, that's going to be where it's going to go down. And on top of that, right? We're getting close. And the reason I'm pausing is because I just realized we're less than two weeks from the draft. So that it's making me nervous. But on top of that, right, when you start to dive into the Knicks options, it, it and this is what I this is what I was afraid of with the Knicks specifically. I worried that they were going to limit their options going into the draft. And that the expectations of the Knicks fans then are limited going into the draft and that's what they've done to a certain extent i've been saying for months you know backup options besides Lamelo ball are, are there in a plenty for the point guard position tyrese halliburton which by the way some mock drafts still have the knicks taking him at eight by the way if the knicks move some have them sticking with tyrese halliburton which again i think would be a, a great option at eight if the knicks stay put cole anthony if you want to trade down now is definitely available maybe between 12 and 15 in this draft, maybe pick up another pick in the draft as well. That's an option that could give the Knicks a solid draft. But in the months before the draft, the Knicks have said, you know, we're we're leaning away from Cole Anthony. We're not we're not thrilled with him. We don't love the way Tyrese Halliburton's body looks. I, we we're not sure he's going to develop. We're leaning away from him. Like I, this is the kind of stuff that's getting me even more frustrated now. Because if you can't pull it off, if you can't trade up, if there aren't any options, and again, I think we even had an article on our site from a report on postingandtoasting.com, the report, I forget who it's from, saying that basically the Knicks don't have a lot of options as far as who they can get rid of to make these other trades. So you're even limiting yourself in the free agency and trade side of things now. Because if you don't get the guard you want... You're either going to be stuck with a project or a risk. And on top of that, the Knicks could very well strike out with trying to trade for a Chris Paul or trying to trade for, who knows, a Victor Oladipo, somebody like that. So the, this is where the Knicks could, again, flop. This is, where the Knicks can, this is where the Knicks could screw it up again. And to be fair, you cannot screw it up. You cannot screw this up if you're Leon Rose, especially after the latest report of the fact that LaMelo Ball could potentially drop in this draft. You cannot screw it up when you when it's even there's even better of a chance, potentially, depending on how things work out, that LaMelo Ball could fall into your lap if you trade up. So again, it's, it's one of those things where you need to make sure. It really, you got to make sure. 
Now, and again, um, and I said, I said Leon Rose has to put his money where his mouth is uh, last week. There's a report out that the Knicks are paying Leon Rose $8 million in salary to be the Knicks, uh, to be the Knicks president. So he's really, really better put his money where his mouth is. That's close. To, I think it's close to what Phil Jackson got. Not close in, you know, million, there's millions in between there, but it's a lot of bleeping money that Leon Rose has gotten to do a job he's never done before. It's even more pressure on Leon Rose to make sure this gets done. And then he nails this draft with Tom Thibodeau ready to help him and then also to develop these young guys. That's what it comes down to with this Knicks draft and where we're at right now. Now, before we take a break, we'll talk a little more draft. We'll get into some headlines and some Knicks news and some NBA news after the break. But before we do that, most mock drafts have Anthony Edwards taking, uh, getting taken out of Georgia by the Minnesota Timberwolves, number one pick in the draft. Most mock drafts currently have that at the moment. The big debate right now is the second pick where golden state is going to go and this is the other little monkey wrench with the top four or five picks in this draft golden state arguably has more options than the knicks do in this draft they could stay put and then the options are endless they could take Lamelo ball and get better offensively than they are already right now and prepare even for the future after the splash brothers they could take James Wiseman, who, who's, by the way, now all over the draft board, all over the place. Some have him as low as 9 or 10. Others have him as the number one pick or the second pick in the draft. It's insane right now with James Wiseman. I, I don't get what's going on there. I think he's a top five pick, hands down. But anyway, James Wiseman could be a pick for Gold State. I think, honestly, if the Warriors stay put, I think James Wiseman makes the most sense. I think he could, be, he could fit right into what the Warriors want to do and make them a ton more dangerous on both ends of the floor and really make the Splash Brothers even more lethal with an option down low who can score on defensive end, block shots, and relatively well rebound as well. The guy is 7-1. So uh, after that, the consensus here is either LaMelo Ball at 3 or 4, and then it's Denny Avdija from Tel Aviv in Israel. Both of those two at the moment are right around that area as well. Then there's a bit of a range at five. Obi Toppin comes into play at five. Tyrese Halliburton comes into play at around six or seven. Isaac Okoro's in play at that moment as well. Killian Hayes is between that four and eight range as well. The mock draft I'm looking at from USA Today has the Knicks taking Killian Hayes at eight. Onyeko Ogungwu is as high as three on some draft boards I've seen over the last couple of days as well. Here on this USA Today mock draft, he's going nine to the Washington Wizards. Devin Vassell is anywhere from around nine to 12 at the moment. Sadiq Bey has risen on some draft boards. On other draft boards, he's staying around mid to late first round. He's at 11 on a board I'm looking at right now. So it, it get, it's very interesting how quickly things have changed. Cole Anthony's at 14. He would go to the Celtics in this mock draft. And I think on another mock draft, he's, I think he, he might even be lower than that. I have to double check that. But he's, he's all over the place, Cole Anthony, at the moment right now as well. Some have the Spurs, I believe, taking Cole Anthony um, in this draft. Some have the Magic taking Cole Anthony. Some have the Trailblazers taking Cole Anthony. I think I did see one draft board where he's at 18 to the Mavericks. This draft board has R.J. Hampton going to Dallas at 18 as well. Tyrese Maxey's in that mix now as well. He's risen up the draft board 
as well. There is another French point guard, Theo Maladon, in the mix as well. The Nets are taking him in this mock draft. So there's a lot of interesting stuff. And then when we get down to the Knicks, the Knicks right now have the 27th pick. There's a couple of options being thrown around there right now. There's a couple of interesting options being thrown around for the Knicks down at 27. Kira Lewis Jr. has popped up on some boards. If the Knicks don't get what they want at 8 as far as the draft is concerned with a point guard. Somehow the Knicks taking Tyrese Halliburton at 8 and then taking Kira Lewis Jr. at 27. Honestly, I'm not against that because Tyrese Halliburton is a guy I love. I think he could be great. Again, Cole Anthony, again, some are having him as low as 21 going to the Sixers. So like, again, if he, if you think he's out of the range, you can't trade down far enough to get him or you don't want to do that or you don't think he's worth the pick, take Tyrese Halliburton. It makes a lot of sense. Kira Lewis Jr. could be at 27. I've seen, again, other boards where the Knicks take Vernon Carey Jr., a freshman forward out of Duke. Now, if you take a guard at eight, that is along the lines of another guard or best available. Vernon Carey Jr. could be a nice addition to the Knicks roster. Again, if you already have a point guard, I could see the Knicks going in that direction. Now, there's other guards around there. Some have seen, uh, some guards have, have fallen, or sorry, have risen from the second round into the first round. Malachi Flynn on some boards from San Diego State. Jamius Ramsey, I've mentioned, has kind of been in this range from the beginning at a Texas Tech, another point guard from the Big 12. And then Trey Jones has really gone up a bit in this draft. And then he went down, he's gone back up. He's fluctuated a bit. Trey Jones, the point guard, out of Duke has really gone back and forth in this draft. I think if he ends up being a first round pick, he'll consider that as a win because he stayed in school after being a projected second round pick because of his poor shooting last season at Duke in his freshman year. He's really turned it around in most ways offensively going into the next year. So he could, he could potentially be on the board for the Knicks in that area. If for example, Kira Lewis Jr. Goes a little earlier uh, and the Knicks. let's, let's say, let's say this quick scenario, quick hypothetical before we go to break. Halliburton goes to the Knicks at 8. The Knicks want another point guard. They're at 27. Kira Lewis Jr. has already been taken. Trey Jones becomes an option there. So does, by the way, Jamius Ramsey and, to a certain extent, Malachi Flynn. All guys that give you some pop. Trey Jones, by the way, for if, you, if, you're, if you're a Knicks fan and you want a defensive point guard, Halliburton's a great offensive point guard. He was a great passer. Trey Jones is a great defensive point guard that's working on his shot and is also a good leader and, and great on the ball and can lead an offense. So those become combinations the Knicks could be looking at to really do well in the first round. So again, if LaMelo Ball specifically is off the table as well, those are two guys at different points in the draft where the Knicks could really make a splash. All right, I'm going to take a break here. We'll talk more draft. And then after we talk more draft, we'll talk some news and notes from the Knicks and the NBA. After this, on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast, on the Posting and Toasting podcast, Network. Second half of the show, Sean St. Jacques back here with you, breaking things down with the Knicks and the NBA draft. Okay, a little more draft before we fully dive in to the second half of the show. We got some headlines for you, some news and notes as well uh, about the Knicks and the roster. And also, we'll get to some, I think I I found a new, uh, was it a Knicks uniform? thing at Knicks jersey I think that we have to talk about as well I'm not entirely sure somebody sent me a link I think from Twitter about the Knicks um about the Knicks jersey for next season and now I lost it I don't know where it is I I thought I saw a tweet 
saying what the Knicks are, what the Knicks jersey is going to look like for 2020, 2021. Now, now all of a sudden I cannot find it for some reason. I was going to really dive into this. Um, oh, someone there's, I think there's, oh, that's a wrong, that's a wrong site. Okay. Pardon me. I'm not going to spend too much time looking for this. If I can't find it, I can't find it. But you know what? Let me look one time. I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna do, and I'm, I'm sorry I'm taking up some of the show to do this. But if I can find it, it's gonna be worth talking about because some of you, a few of you, asked me about this, and then a friend of mine sent it to me just before the show, and he's like, "Hey, I know you're recording. You gotta look at this." And I did, and I had a comment on it, and now I can't find it. Um, let me see if I can find it. Okay. I found something. The, this, the SNY Knicks has, this is back, this is about a week ago. The Knicks City Edition jersey for the 2020-2021 season. Oh, all right. It was not, that's not what I saw, but I am going to comment on that in a second. Goodness gracious me. All right, we'll look at that in one second and we'll see what else we can find from that. That'll end the show. So we'll, we'll finish with that. I just want to make sure I had that before we went any further. All right, let's dive into the headlines surrounding the Knicks. Um, listen, it starts really with personnel. Obviously, the, the Knicks are still in on Fred Van Fleet. They're still in on Chris Paul. They're still in on Victor Oladipo as well. These are all options for the Knicks. Again, I don't know how many of these are going to are gonna work. You know, obviously, the Knicks missed out on Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, pardon me, last season. Apparently, this is still true that the Knicks are looking into a trade for Chris Paul, and if they pull that trade off, they could also sign Carmelo Anthony. Now, some people are still giving the Knicks praise, and rightfully so, for the Marcus Morris signing last year. He signed a one-year deal. He was great. Then they traded traded him, and they got something for him. So we could see players like that being a part of the Knicks offseason again. Whether the Knicks, by the way, whether the Knicks do well with the draft or free agency or not. So, by the way, one of the positive signs, and we'll get to um, player personnel in a second, one of the positive signs is, is the Milwaukee Bucks have Victor Oladipo on their list of possible trade targets, but, that's the negative, but the positive is they have not staged substantial talks yet, according to ESPN's Zach Lowe. So, other reports, Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer reported that the two sides have talked about a deal, but didn't, specific, uh, didn't specify how extensive the discussions were. And the Knicks have shown interest in Oladipo, but might have adopted a wait-and-watch mindset. So again, the option for Victor Oladipo is still very much on the table. And Chris Paul, again, could still be on the table as well, regardless of what happens with that deal. And, and I think that's a good thing. Keep the options open. Again, this we're in a pandemic, right? You've got to keep options open. You've got to be a little more open to things changing because, again, Nothing is for sure in the sports world right now, let alone the world as a whole. So it's one of those things where if you're Leon Rose and if you're the Knicks front office, you've got to be able to adjust. 
that's going to be big when it comes down to it. So we'll see. We'll see what the Knicks are able to do. We will see how things progress, hopefully for the Knicks in a positive way moving forward. But again, that's something to watch out for as well. Player personnel-wise, there's stuff to talk about as well. The Knicks are expected to pursue Pistons big man Christian Wood in free agency, according to uh, a report uh, from Ian Begley of SNY. Wood, um, I believe, was reported possibly going to the Knicks back in March as well. Um, again, the Knicks have been linked to Chris Paul, Fred Van Fleet. Now Christian Wood's gaining that similar traction. Could be uh, a guy that could really be an interesting addition to the Knicks. No question about it. Wood's 25 years old, right? And has jumped up pretty high now in the free agency class. Uh, didn't get drafted in 2015. A guy that really kind of bounced around at times, not only, you know, throughout his NBA uh, NBA career, but in his in his college career in some ways as well. He's from Long Beach, California. And again, like I said, undrafted, played for the Sixers, then he went to the Hornets, then he went over to the Bucks. He's then with the Pelicans during that same 2019 season and then with the Pistons, things started to turn around. And again, he, he started strong at the end of the season with the Pelicans. Didn't play a ton, but when he did play, played pretty well. But then, and again, this kid's out of UNLV, a school that it's not your dad's UNLV. The running Rebs are not the the early 90s running Rebs uh, when they were you know challenging for national titles every year and... Um, you know, Larry Johnson was going there. It's 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 a different UNLV. It's a different UNLV than uh, I think. It's Steve Tarkeesian is the is the uh, the legendary coach, if my memory serves, at uh, at UNLV. But it, it's it's not that. It's a very uh, it's a different kind of uh, different kind of uh, program now. Um, and I, I, geez, I think I just mixed up my, my coach's names there as well. My apologies. I think I just said Steve Sarkeesian, who's the coach of, uh, who's like a, an, a, I think he's an offensive coordinator for, uh, is he for Alabama? Something like that. Uh, Steve Tarkanian is who I'm trying to say. I'm oh, sorry. Jerry Tarkanian is who I'm trying to say, um, from UNLV. Apologies for that. I mixed that one up. But again, it's not your, again, that's a long way of me saying this is not the UNLV of decades ago that had all these great products that had Jerry Tarkanian, a fantastic hall of fame worthy coach that, you know, Larry Johnson was on those great teams that went to the final four and won an that. I think even won a national championship in college as well, I think. So this is not that time. They're not pumping out great players anymore, but this is a late bloomer situation here for Christian Wood. I mean, this is a guy that could potentially give the Knicks some, some pump here. Could be a good addition to the roster. Now, when he was a starter last year, you saw that promise. 21.9 points per game, 56% shooting from the field, 40.8% shooting from the three, and 73.4% shooting from the free throw line. That's fantastic. It really is good. So, it's, a, it's again, it could be a possible good addition that the Knicks could make. And if the Ian Begley report is true, the Knicks are looking into this. This could be a nice add for the future here to add to this core that the Knicks already 
are trying to put together. If the Knicks are willing to pony up the money, they've got the money to spend. This might not be a bad place to put some of that cash to give Christian Wood, you know, again, not a crazy deal, but give him a deal, part of this $50 million in cap space. It, it could be short-term, potentially, to see if he can keep this up. But this is a guy worth taking a risk on, potentially, depending on how things shake out with other fronts that the Knicks are trying to use to improve the team. So that's definitely worth a mention going forward as well. Um, as far as NBA news, before we wrap up things uh, with the Jersey stuff, because again, we um, we talked, I think, uh, enough about the draft. We can wrap up with some draft stuff at the end, but not enough uh, to really dive back into it, for, you know, back into it fully. But the, apparently the OKC job, again, Billy Donovan takes the Chicago Bulls job. One of the contenders is Will Weaver who is, I believe, currently the coach of the Sydney Kings, which I believe is a team from Australia. He's in quarantine right now in OKC, and he has emerged as a candidate to be the head coach moving forward of the OKC Thunder. This feels like a move that's classic OKC. This feels like a classic OKC move where they pluck a coach out of nowhere and they have a really good team moving forward because this guy just knows what the heck he's doing. I the, I feel like Will Weaver, and again, I don't know much about him. I think he's 36 years old and he's been in the uh, the NBL and, and, and things like that. And um, he has some good coaching experience, but again, you know, has not really, you know, uh, made it yet in the NBA, although he does have high esteem in the NBA community, according to multiple reports. But again, for now, it's one of those things where, like, if he was linked to the Spurs, too, like, if somehow Greg Popovich, which is obviously not going to happen, at least not right now, doesn't become the, you know, as he retires and he's not the Spurs coach anymore, I could see someone like a Will Weaver being linked to that, you know, that kind of a thing. So we'll see what happens. But again, that's just a little nugget I wanted to throw out there to keep you guys informed with what's going on around with some of the other coaching gigs and things like that. So we have a little bit more time before we get into the Knicks jersey. I got about five more minutes before I wrap up with the Knicks stuff as far as the jersey and that kind of stuff is concerned. So because I do, I will dive a little bit more back into the draft because I do want to mention a couple of things that are definitely worth bringing up. Number one is, and I'm just trying to make sure I've got my ducks in a row here, but number one is this. On draft night, things are going to change, right? Things are going to happen. And again, we still have two more shows before the draft. The draft's on the 18th. I'm going to be recording one more show on the 12th, It goes out on the 13th, and then I've got a show on the 19th where I'm going to probably put in some draft reaction, maybe live draft reaction, and then obviously the aftermath as well. So really good stuff coming up in the next two weeks of this show. We're going to really dive into the draft heavily next episode because it's coming up. It's two weeks away. It's really, we're on the heels of it now. And then after that, it's going to be draft reaction live and then draft aftermath most likely on the next you know, two Fridays from now when you guys get that that show. So the things that I want to stress, things are going to happen. Things are going to probably make the Knicks, you know, really have to think about what's going on. 
they need to make the adjustments. They need to make sure that they are ready for what's ahead. They need to make sure that they can still get a good draft if LaMelo Ball falls through, if they have to trade down, if they don't feel comfortable at eight. You know, these are the kind of things that I'm worried about the most on draft night. Can Leon Rose, first time he's really doing this on this side of the board, can they figure it out? Right? Can they figure this out? Right? That's what I'm worried about. The worst case scenario for me is the Knicks trade back and we have Kira Lewis Jr. Emmanuel quickly and then insert third player here. Because then you don't have any alphas moving forward. You don't really have what you're hoping for for the future. It's going to be possibly just short-term, op- short-term options. And then we would walk away and think, oh my goodness, it's another huge missed opportunity for the second year in a row, potentially, in the draft. Because the Knicks, again, the Knicks wanted Zion. They ended up with a great player in R.J. Barrett, don't get me wrong, but again, we want the Knicks to get the guy in this draft. So it's one of those things. It's one of those things where I, st- I, I guess I'm preaching two things here. Be patient is the first one. And don't be surprised if things change. That's basically the two big things for you guys that have to be stressed moving forward. Okay, before I get out of here, it's time to look at this jersey. And as far as I can see, I'm only seeing one jersey on here. So I'm guessing this is a leak. And I'm guessing this is a leak of... Oh, okay. No, so it's it's there's a I have a page up here on Twitter with a bunch of Knicks like submissions for uniforms, and then what I'm looking for, which is the Knicks leaked um, city edition jersey for 2020 2021. This is the reported Knicks city edition jersey. If I'm missing something, let me know. I didn't see any leaks for the regular Knicks uniforms or anything like that. I didn't have time to to really look into it, but I, because it was the first thing was said to me, this was what was sent to me was the Nick city Jersey potential, uh, uh, but the potential leak here for those that haven't seen it, it's, it's predominantly black. It's got a, sh- it's got shades of orange, a little tint to white and a shade of blue going down the sides of it. The, the hip region for lack of a better term on this, Obviously, sleeveless basketball jersey. I'm trying to give you guys on this podcast a, a physical description of this. It's got an NYC with a swoosh for Nike in the top. Uh, if you're looking at it straight on, if you're look, looking at a person who's wearing it in the top left corner, RJ Barrett's number nine is in the middle of a pretty large uh, tire sized, uh, maybe smaller than that, big donut sized circle, like the big donuts you get at the delis or anything like that. Anyone knows what I'm talking about. And in that circle, it says City Never Sleeps, New York Knicks, wrapped around in a circle in a bit of a, uh, it's in a, it's in the donut shape is what I'm trying to say. City Never Sleeps, New York Knicks is wrapped around the number in this donut that looks kind of like a pothole <laughs> in the middle of this jersey. Uh, this is poor, in my opinion. Um, I have some... Uh, 
some history of, of ridiculing certain kits, jerseys, if you will, because I'm, I'm a big soccer guy. I love looking at preseason kits, not only for my team, Liverpool, for those that follow the podcast, they know you guys know I'm, I'm a big uh, Liverpool fan, big fan of the English Premier League, and a big fan of soccer. So I do love looking at the kits in that case, or the jerseys and the uniforms in this case. Is I'm a big fan of that. I like rating them. Um, not I'm saying not saying I'm fashionable, but I do like the way a lot of these things look, and I do like uh, I do have to uh, ridicule the ones that don't look so good. Um, this one just feels like I. This one feels like a fake jersey that someone is selling on a New York street corner next to a pothole that looks like is on the jersey. Like, that's kind of where I'm at on this. Like, it, this feels like I could... This feels like someone painted this on 6th and 27th Street, and everyone's just walking over it right now. And it, and, and to be, I'm just... I'm not calling out any part of Manhattan. I'm just... That was just two random streets that popped up in my head. So it's... It's like someone painted this on 8th and 32nd on the corner, like the, <laughs> the corner outside Madison Square Garden. Like that's kind of where, uh, like it felt like someone took that and put it on a jersey. And I, and I don't love that. I, I love that it, the city, like the city one last year, I think was, was a bit more of a throwback. This feels like they're trying a little too hard to be fashionable. And this is where you can struggle with jerseys and with kits if you're talking soccer. One of the knocks, and this is just a comparison overseas. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you know, I, I apologize. But Manchester United, and I'm not saying this because I'm a Liverpool fan. I'm saying this because I have eyes. The last couple of years, their third kit, it's the one in, 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 in soccer where you can kind of experiment with the design a little bit. They've really gone off the beaten path with, you know, zebra stuff and cheetah skin looking, you know, blood uh you know leaking like there's a lot of crazy patterns on these kits this is not as bad as that those are really bad what i just described if you want to go look those up have fun but (laughs) but with the next one here this looks like i don't don't know if i don't know if they tried too hard or didn't try hard enough like I, i i don't know if like i'm in the middle of that right now i don't love this i don't i don't think i love it on the knicks um, this feels like something like if I saw from far away, I could be like, okay, you know, this is my team. This is my city. This is my area. I'm rooting for the Knicks, but up close, like I wouldn't wear this. I would not buy this. I would not wear this. I don't want my friends wearing this. This doesn't look nice. I, I, I have to say that it's really because honestly, I like the sides. The sides are fine. Like that's not where I'm at. Like I, I like the kind of blending of the orange, blue, and the white down the sides of the, of the Jersey. I really don't even mind the blue City Never Sleeps New York Knicks stuff. It's that donut in the middle that's black on top of a black backgrounded jersey that's that's predominantly black. That looks ugly. Like the donut in the middle really like if you had just said City Never Sleeps New York Knicks without that donut, maybe we have something there, but but the fact that they put the donut on there, I just, it looks again, it looks like a tire or a huge donut or a a a pothole cover that's what it looks like to me you know or or the one of you know one of those frisbees that don't have a center in the middle and you fling it around it looks like that that's that's what it looks like and and the the lettering on the round it says city never sleep new york knicks in white then it fades into blue then it fades into orange when it gets around to the, the knicks part that all makes sense again look it up it's on sny's knicks video twitter account uh sny underscore knicks if you want to take a look at it, let me know what you think of it. I don't like it. But again, one man's opinion, as always, on this show. 
Uh, all right, we'll finish up there. Thank you guys, as always, for listening to the show. Stay safe out there. Make sure as well that you stay sane out there also. Again, with the election that's going on, um, the results are still coming out. Votes are still coming out. I'm not, again, I'm, I'm staying away from talking about that on this, on this show because, again, we've talked about political stuff on the show, but this is very on the nose political. <laughs> so it has nothing to do with the Knicks. So we're not talking about it. I'm, I'm keeping an eye on it, but I really just want you guys to treat each other with respect no matter what the result is and make sure that you guys treat each other as Knicks fans and as human beings with respect as the pandemic continues to surge. Stay safe. And again, we just missed Halloween. So hopefully you had a good Halloween, but there's more holidays coming up. Try to enjoy them in the middle of this pandemic, but do it safely as well. Two shows away, really one show away from the draft, two shows away from my draft reaction, uh, live reaction and draft recap special looking forward to that looking forward to talking to you guys again next week thanks as always for listening to the show stay safe out there people and i will see you guys next time on the shock shock next podcast on the posting and toasting podcast network